Like they, they might think we're perfect or we think we know it all, but I think it's important that we share with them that we don't. And that parenting is scary, that life is scary, and how I was terrified with my son when he was born because I didn't know anything and how I was wrong because we have to admit those wrongs to them as well. It teaches them how to do the same. Welcome back to Rawness Without Hesitation. That's brought to you by Kay's Choices Co. This is a mental health clothing line that would like to help others find comfort and confidence in making their own mental health a priority. So last week we were talking a little bit about blend blended families. It wasn't a little bit, it was the whole episode. <laughs> um, it's really interesting because I actually tried to record this episode twice already. So the first time that I was recording this, I thought it turned out freaking great. And I was like, yes, one shot, got it done. So then I went ahead and I went back to, to play it. Uh, it. Turns out the microphone was never on. So that was really cool had to give myself a minute and then try again so this time I did a longer episode it was um I can't remember how long it was it was a little bit longer and I was like cool that one went really well like I'm so proud of myself and I go to play it back turns out that once again the uh mic was still not on so I am uh choosing to let that go you know here we are episode three and we're just gonna go with the flow and see what happens this time. The microphone is in fact on, so no worries. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about my becoming a parent to my third child. And the reason I want to touch on this is because I have two girls and a son. And so when I became pregnant with my son, I was in an area of my life where I was still quite young. I think I was like legit 22 years old, maybe, maybe 21 even. And I felt like I was finally uh, focusing more on my mental health by beginning to work out. Like I felt like I was reaching some goals and I was actually really excited about them. Just nothing big, but they were big to me because I had started working out. My body had changed so much after having two kids that I was like, yeah, we're going to need to fix this. Um, And I just got lazy because... You know, I was a teenager when I got pregnant and I didn't need to worry about being healthy at that age. So now I was an adult and the weight was starting to stick and I I didn't mind the weight. Well, actually, I'm lying. I did mind the weight at first because I didn't know any better. But as time went on, I realized I'm not concerned with like a number on the scale. I was more worried about just being healthy and being there for my kids and for myself. So I was starting this process when I found out I was pregnant. Now, I was in disbelief. I was totally shocked. I was convinced that I was not actually pregnant and it was a mistake and there was no way. The only reason I even took a test is is to like convince myself that I wasn't pregnant, but I did it in a way where I was like, I mean, I guess I'll take this test, but I already know what the answer is. And then before I knew it, I'm sitting there crying. So It wasn't like something that we were planning at the time, obviously, and we didn't know what to expect. So the the pregnancy goes on and on, and we decide that we want to go find out what the gender is. I'm not a very patient person, and my husband was quite excited. So we go in and did like the 3D or the 4D or whatever it is, and we could not... (laughs) 
this little baby boy would not uncross his legs for the life of him. I was moving. I was eating. I like, I think they gave me something cold to drink. Then they gave me something warm to drink. And I'm like shaking my stomach and I'm rolling around and they're like, you know, get up and like, you know, jump a little bit, not too much, but I'm like obviously moving around, laying back down, continue checking and he would not budge. So it was really frustrating because I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to keep doing this. I want my answers now. So we ended up going back a second time. And the second time we were in, we were able to, in fact, see that we were having a son. So we were overly excited. Honestly, I don't, I only, (laughs) I only remember being so annoyed that it took so long to find out. I think we took our daughters to find out. I cannot remember, but I do have a picture of my husband um, smiling from ear to ear, finding out that he had a son. So I have a very terrible memory. Um, And when we had, I was very excited to have a child again at this point, a son. I knew it would be something different. I'm the type of person that like constantly needs something different. I know what that says about me and we will touch based on that in another episode, but I constantly need change. And so I was excited to have the challenge of having um, a son. I I always pictured myself having two kids. And so having a third was going to be a huge difference. Nonetheless, the fact that the gender was entirely different. Now I'm going to continue using the terms boy and girl and gender very loosely throughout my entire podcast. I don't mean any harm by it. I simply don't have the knowledge to use any other terminology and I'm definitely not against uh, my children deciding to be whoever and however they want as they're older as long as they aren't causing harm to other people intentionally or you know going around making the world a terrible place I'm okay with that I'm okay with them being happy and so is my husband and so this was my son and I have my daughters and I was worried at this point that I was worried but excited, but more worried that I was not going to know how to uh, fulfill my son's needs as a mother because it's I, I, I didn't know what to do. So as time goes on, I'm thinking my whole life that like, it doesn't matter what the gender of the person is and it doesn't matter uh, how you're raised necessarily at the end of the day, because obviously those are some major factors, but It doesn't determine who you are and how you need to be treated. I was convinced that all of my children were always going to be treated completely the same. They were going to be treated with fairness in all aspects as much as possible. But as my kids grew, I realized my son needed so much more, um, not more, he needed different things, right? But he would test me in different ways also. So this little baby boy would, I would find him like climbing on the tables. Uh, He was like a little daredevil, right? Like he was doing things he shouldn't have been doing or that I I didn't know he was going to do because the girls never did it. They weren't rowdy. They weren't climbing on things going crazy. And I'm thinking if I can raise this boy in a house with two older sisters, he's probably going to be the most patient, kind-hearted young man in the world and he's going to be perfect and everything's going to be fantastic because he has these two beautiful sisters to grow up with. Okay, and none of that is false. My son, I would like to hope that that's who he's going to be anyway, but I was introduced to rowdiness 
Um, I was introduced to potty training with a boy. I was introduced to uh, him feeling like he was a little bit spoiled, you know, and I say that because I've communicated these things with him and I communicated these things with him when he was um, very young as well. So I'm not just guessing that. And I was tested pretty often and I began realizing that I could not raise my children to all be treated exactly the same and that they were all going to have different needs, um, different attitudes, different personalities, different tantrums, uh, different mistakes being made and all of this. So I started realizing if you listen to my last episode, I was talking about how my first child was so easy that it made me want it made me confident that I could have a second. And so I did. And then my second child was so easy that when we became pregnant, I was confident I could have a third. You know, I, I wasn't scared of of having three children. But as the children got older, I started realizing that it's not easy. And it took me a while to learn this, probably because I'm also a little bit stubborn. But um, I was com- I was like, no, I'm going to fight against the odds. My children are going to be perfect and they're going to be easy and they're going to be polite and they're going to be beautiful and kind hearted and everything's going to be proper and run very smoothly. If you've ever seen the show Desperate Housewives, I love that show. I've, I've watched it countless times. Honestly, it's a little bit embarrassing because I know every part and it's probably the only that show and friends that I could rewatch over and over and over. And so Desperate Housewives has Brie Vandycamp is the character's name in it. She's so like proper, like, I mean, legit, everything's perfect on this TV show in this woman's life. And she's very proper. That's the only word I can think of at this moment. And there was a part of me that wanted to be that way. And I thought that I could do it with my children. But I was ridiculously mistaken because each of these children now, now that they're much older as well, and I'm sure this will continue changing, they're all so different. They they each, I literally was talking to my oldest daughter the other day because she was mentioning that I had just let my second daughter slide with a little bit of attitude. And she's like, you don't see that as attitude because she's been giving me attitude all morning like that. And I realized yeah, she's giving attitude, but the bars the 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 bars are different. So my oldest daughter has a limit. She's very um how do I say? She's very kind. She's she's very sweet. She's smart. She is very uh calm most of the time. She has a calm demeanor. However, she definitely has her wild moments. But when she gives attitude, it is intentional. It's like, I'm angry and I am bothered and I'm going to make sure that you know. It's like that. However, with my second, (laughs) she could say good morning with attitude from the second she wakes up. And it's not intentional. It's like more of her personality. And that's not an excuse. I'm not making excuses for that. And I'm not okay with it. It's just that I have to work on it with her in a different way. So with my oldest, I have to work with her in a way where I'm like, listen, princess, you cannot be walking around with that kind of attitude. Like if you're upset, we need to talk about it. And if you need a moment, that's okay too. Just let me know and we'll talk about it when you're ready. But you may not take your anger or your frustration out on somebody else because now you're just being rude. And I'm not sure if that's the type of person that you want to be or not, but if it is cool, you're doing it. 
And if it's not, then it's something that you need to pay attention to so we can work on it together. However, with my second one, it's more like, you better watch your mouth, kid, <laughs> because because she doesn't she isn't doing it intentionally. It's literally her personality is a sassy little personality. And that's OK because I'm sassy, but also you can't be a jerk, you know. And so it's it's hard to explain, but I'm sure that a lot of parents can relate to it because then it's like moving on to my son. His attitude um, is also intentional. It's very similar to his older sister's, except he also has a little bit of resentment in his. And he doesn't really give attitude to myself or to my husband very often. It's more like a sibling thing. But there is intention and there is a little bit of resentment. He and his older sister are not his oldest sister are not the closest. They probably fight more than any of any other combination of my children. So when he gives her attitude, it's like, these are fighting words. I want to fight you right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, my husband, when he hears this, okay. Um, it's just different. So I have to work with them differently. And I have to work with my son in a way where it's like, you may not be so upset with your sister that like you want to hurt her. It, that's what it sounds like. And if you're upset, your anger is okay. Your sadness is okay. Your emotions are valid. I'm one of those people. Your emotions are valid. However, your reactions to those emotions are not. You may not react that way. We need to find a better reaction for you because this isn't okay. So their attitudes is just one example of like different types of attitudes. And, you know, I always thought attitude was attitude. It is what is it, it what it is. It's very plain and simple. If you're giving attitude, you're giving attitude. And as true as that is, there are like a lot of different ways underneath there that you can give attitude. Um, with my son, when as he's getting older for a long time, like his sisters would kind of say that he is spoiled or why do we let him get away with this or whatever the case was. But he wasn't. He he was never spoiled. He was just at a different age than they were. They When they were his age, we let them do certain things that we're now letting him do that they're no longer allowed to do or whatever the situation is. And there was a huge gap of time I want to say like from the second that this boy started um, gibberish, like, you know, mumbling, trying to speak as an infant around one years old, all the way up until maybe like seven or eight years old. And he's not far from that age right now uh, that he was a challenge in a way where like I didn't know. I didn't know what the next day was going to come of. And his brain is very, very complex. His thought process is incredible. Um, I love how deep he thinks sometimes in order to like problem solve. But his language, his slang is so different than my girls. His demeanor, like he's he's a little boy. You know, he wants to get rough and tough. He wants this. He wants to do this. He's into video games. He's into sports. He's into all of this. And sometimes it feels like I'm not really able to connect to those things with him, which for a long time, it made me 
sad because I was kind of like, I don't understand why I'm not able to have this type of relationship with my child. Why can't I also be into sports? Why can't I also be into video games? I just don't understand it. And it made me feel disconnected from him. But at the same time, it was my job to allow him to explore these areas just because I'm not into them or I don't understand them doesn't mean that I wanted to restrict him. So I, he'll talk to me about his video games and I will sit there acting like I know exactly what he is talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that character, whatever his name was in that moment, I'll repeat it and say, went to this level. And how do you get to this? Like I will ask, um, questions that engaging questions I will ask a lot of engaging questions to make him feel like I'm hearing him and that I am trying to understand with his video games or with his tv shows or with his sports oh my goodness he'll he he speaks like a grown man he speaks like one of those uh like sports casters is that sports sports newscasters one of I don't know what they're called he speaks like one of them and like he knows exactly what's going on and I'm just like wow that's so cool like I I have no idea what you just said but I love you for sharing it with me because I'm so grateful that you want to share these things with me I am so thankful and grateful that he um has the desire to change to to share these things with me and also feels comfortable doing it because that means that I'm doing something right because he could easily be like yeah she doesn't care and then like never share anything with me and maybe sometimes he does still feel like that I'm not perfect I'm sure there are times where he feels like I don't care or I'm not showing him that I care Um, And that's with the other children as well. But with the girls, I can relate on a different level because I I don't think it has to do with like, okay, I was born as a woman and I was born at he was born as a boy, like with my son. I don't think it's that. I think it's just the areas of interest and it happens to be that they're different genders. So with my girls, I'm able to relate to them on on different things about their middle school or their friends or their teachers or their lifestyle or hairstyles that we want to do. My son used to paint his nails. So when I go to take my girls to like do their nails, sometimes I always ask my son if he wants to join us. Um, He hasn't for quite some time, but I want to make sure that he's very comfortable knowing that he's always able to join us when we go shopping, when we go do our nails, if we're going to go do hair, like he's always a welcome. And then the opposite, if he's going to go to one of my husband's favorite restaurants, Buffalo Wild Wings, and watch football with my son, I like to try and make it clear that the girls are also welcome to go if they want to. I'm simply not interested in going and watching football. So if my girls want to go watch football with their father, that's totally fine. They can. Like it's We're not restricted here. We're all welcome to share the same activities. But as they're getting older, these activities are growing and growing and growing in a way where there are more, um, a larger number of activities that we all share together because they're realizing their interests and, and their preferences and so things that they might want to try. And then it gets added to the list of things that we're able to do as a family or mix it up and only two kids go or one kid goes or whatever the situation is because that's another thing is I always felt like we always needed to do everything together, the five of us. And if we weren't, it wasn't worth it, which is like a terrible way to think. I don't know why I would think like that. But 
um, that's something else I've had to learn is like, it's okay for us to all separate. We don't have to do everything together and experience every little thing in life together. Although I would love that at the same time, it's okay. And I also (laughs) need a break sometimes. So it's kind of overwhelming myself as well. But I feel like when you have multiple children, no matter what the gender is, you are going to find a different challenge with each child and it's it's never ending. It's something that we are going to deal with as parents for a lifetime because I still talk to my parents all the time. Well, not all the time, but I still talk to my parents pretty actively, you know, pretty often. And because of that, they're still helping me with things in my life. Maybe not as much as they could, but I'm also not as, um, I won't jump to go and ask them for their advice or for help. That's like my last resort. So how could they possibly in turn try and help me with things that they don't even know I need help with? Here I go rambling about something else. (laughs) That's another episode. Uh, We got a lot of episodes to go, so we will touch on all of this. However, I think right now it's important for this episode that we focus on how challenging it is for us parents to have a never-ending amount of parenthood. That's it. It's just different levels. Every few years, maybe every couple of months, it's a different level. These are three growing humans to me, their own minds, their own emotions, their own bodies, their own desires, their own preferences, their own loves, their own dislikes, their own. It's freaking crazy, man, because I'm still trying to manage all of that stuff for myself. And now I'm also with my husband trying to manage these things for them as he's trying to manage these things for himself. So I just want to applaud all the parents out there for having one other individual to take care of, for having two, three, or more, because three is wild to me right now. And parenting is something we were blessed with, with all of the obstacles and struggles and stress and times we want to pull our hair out. We're also blessed that these individuals want First of all, they were forced to be with us as their parents. They didn't get to decide, but they they love us and they want to share every moment of every life with of okay because they have multiple lives. They want to share every moment of their lives with us because that's how much we mean to them, no matter how crazy they drive us. And I think that we should celebrate as often as possible, even if it's just to ourselves in our heads, one little sentence, celebrate as often as we can that these individuals exist and that they are growing into being their own people, their own individuals to then go ahead and share Everything they're learning with other people in their lives, whether it's with their children or their spouses or their friends or their coworkers or whatever the case is, it's really quite a beautiful thing to see how unique each and every single one of them are, whether it's a pleasant surprise or not when you become pregnant with another child or a different gender or if it's scary. It, it is scary. It's scary for all of us. It's scary for People who don't even have children, it's this is a crazy world that we live in. 
And every single day, we should be thankful that we have the opportunity to help these children navigate this world and learn everything that they can about themselves as well as the world and be right by their sides as we get to watch them figure it out. And that we're also able to share the stories with them about how we were trying to figure it out. Like they, they might think we're perfect or we think we know it all, but I think it's important that we share with them that we don't. And that parenting is scary, that life is scary, and how I was terrified with my son when he was born because I didn't know anything. And how I was convinced with my daughters that they could be, you know, the exact same person for so long and how I was wrong because we have to admit those wrongs to them as well. It teaches them how to do the same. So thank you for joining me this week on Rawness Without Hesitation. And I look forward to having you listen in each week. Don't forget that you're able to email me any areas of interest, any topics of interest that you might want me to try and discuss. Um, any questions that you might have, just keep in mind that I am not a professional. I am not certified in anything and I am just here to speak as one human to another and hope that you get something out of every episode that you take the time to listen to. So until next week, that's all I got for you. And as a continued thank you, I'd like to remind you that we do have the promo code rawness to go ahead and use on kayschoicesco.myshopify.com. That promo code will get you free shipping for any purchase amount. And I'd just like to thank you one more time for listening in with me here on Rawness Without Hesitation. And I can't wait to chat with you.